Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, what's up? Um, Patrick, I'm so excited to be the only college football podcast that will tell you about Jimbo Fisher's public humiliation fetish. That's right. And we do love that for him. And we're very <laughs> glad to see the news for him. And, you know, this is what he's been looking for. He's he's wanted this for quite some time. And, and now he, he finally gets to to have his his, you know, ultimate shaming on, on live television. So true. Um, we're going to talk realignment. We're going to talk conferences. We're going to talk. Uh, I don't know if this is a fun topic. It's not fun for me. <laughs> right? I'm excited. About, I, like, it's like shit in some ways but I am like yeah. in large part excited about it yeah um, I think that there is like I mean look yeah I mean it fucking sucks that there's ever more concentration of talent at the top like we've always talked about and you know it's an ongoing problem yada yada we all get it uh, I mean, that yeah. part of it sucks <laughs> yeah. but I mean I don't know realignment is always fun just like seeing yeah. these like changing tides of college football is always just like fun for the speculation aspect and yeah, it I, feels like a video game I think it's fun to to do the hypotheticals and to, you know, mess around with like, oh, well, it could, could be this, it could be, you know, all this stuff. But like you, like you said, for, for me specifically, the talk of like a 32 team SEC that just right. has the 32 best teams and you've just made the NFL again. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't like the NFL. It's not fun for me to watch. Um, this, I don't really know why we would need a second one when the first one is already pretty bad. It's like, I, I don't know why you would want an NFL with less talent. That seems not especially uh, good to me. Yeah, um, it sucks. I, I really don't want the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I and I do think, like, it's going to be different still. Like, like, I mean, especially with the enshrinement of this 12-team playoff seemingly inevitable. Like, if we're going to have like a guaranteed spot for the six conference champions, the six highest-ranked conference champions, like, there is actually some, like, kind of groundswell for this that could lead to strangely enough this this specific kind of concentration of like top teams could actually be better for the G5 yeah. in the sense that it opens up more slots for their teams to play at a high level yeah um but who knows? I mean, you sh- let's usually get into the topic, really, and just talk what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, So in sure. case you live under a rock and haven't seen this for the past week, um, Texas God, and Oklahoma... God, I envy you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Texas and Oklahoma are expected to announce to, uh, Monday, when you're hearing this, yeah. uh, sometime during the day, probably by the time this comes out, uh, that they are not going to be renewing their TV rights with the Big 12, which is, in essence, saying they will not be a part of the Big 12 anymore. Yeah. Um, it's been widely reported they are going to join the SEC. There are still some delusional, optimistic Big 12 sources that think this might not be done yet, uh, mm-hmm. which seems to be wrong. And also some, uh, maybe really one delusional SEC team that thinks that it can get a voting block together yeah. and make this not happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There have been reports that A&M and Missouri both don't want this to happen, but I, I think, yeah. I mean, Missouri's going to be told to fall in line or get cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a and I mean, at that point, you don't really need, a you don't you don't care what A&M does. Yeah. And, and I think that regardless of, of what A&M actually thinks, the the front that the SEC has will be fully united like it always is. Right, and also A&M's not going to leave the SEC over this no matter how much they bluster. No. Uh, that, I, I did enjoy seeing that, though, that the, the board of regents are getting together yeah. to, to determine their, their path forward. It's like, yeah, you're going to go to the American? What are you... <laughs> What right. are you planning? Yeah, we're going to make our move to the Big Ten. Like, no, I did not. see some Big Ten fans clamoring oh. for that, and I was laughing at it. Uh, they're like, well, they're an AAU member. You so never know. Culturally. 
Yeah, great <laughs> yeah. fit. Culture. I mean, uh, in terms of how the fans think it is, just Northwestern fans traveling to College uh, Station. Dude, could you imagine? But in in terms of how A and M fans think, um, it does actually make sense because they are their feelings are constantly hurt. Mm-hmm. They have an elevated sense of how important their team actually is in the grand scheme of college football. They love the um, troops. They love the troops, and they always lose to other SEC teams that are good. <laughs> uh, and they and, love parades. More yeah, most that's, that's right. They do. I think Texas A&M and Michigan would get along. Um, for different, yeah. for, for kind of a weird reason, but I do think that you could have sort of a, uh, a united front when it comes I to those two. I think A&M fans and Iowa fans are like the same guys. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... Um, Anywho, um, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think what we're going to do, Patrick, what we talked about is our plan today is kind of to talk about what this news means from the perspective of basically everybody that could be affected. Which, And obviously any situation like this where you have two massive brands in college football um, changing conferences and changing the balance of power, the wi- the ripples and like the effects of this are so widespread that it certainly does not just impact the Big 12 and the SEC, right? Yeah. This goes, I mean, across the entire sport. There's no telling how far this could like reach. It's, I yeah. mean, this could affect FCS schools a little bit. You know what I mean? Like something like this. Um, so I think our first note of business one to go through is kind of talking about this from Oklahoma and Texas's perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, does this make sense to you for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it is for what it is for, which is to make money. It makes sense, right? Like that is, and and I'm not the first to make this point. This is not an especially like new point. It's just um, that uh, for the sake of what they're trying to do, which is make money, this this works perfectly. You yeah. make more money. Um, as from a for a, you know a football perspective, I mean. Oklahoma more than Texas certainly, but I I don't know if I would do this for, you know personally. Yeah, so I mean John Wilner reported that that he thinks that uh, ESPN is the driving force behind a lot of this. Um, basically, he he was saying that you know as we all know ESPN has the tier one uh, and two rights now for the SEC. I think they have they have all the rights for the SEC and all the rights for the ACC as well as partial rights for the Big Ten. Um, and their driving focus here was to get their brands consolidated, basically. So when the, when the Big 12's TV rights are up, they currently have rights with some of the Big 12, um, they wanted to make sure they had that consolidated and they would no longer have to worry about, you know, splitting all this money across these different conferences, basically. You know, clearly Fox now owns um, the Big 10 and the Pac-12 is not going to get involved with the uh, ESPN any further. So really what they're trying to do here is make sure instead of having, you know, to pay three different leagues, these fat contracts, they're trying to make that two different leagues, um, as well as the playoff, which for them, of course, makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you're Disney, if you're ESPN, it's obvious why you'd want to have Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC. They're two massive brands. You're taking them away from Fox or away from any other competitor, um, and you're pairing them with your most important property yep. under the regular season. So you're going to get... I mean, now the number of games you get is just exponentially more massive. Just the number of like huge games you have is, is unbelievable. So, yeah. I mean, um, I get it. It sucks. Um, and the question, too, is like, obviously from a money standpoint, look, it's going to be the richest conference in the history of college football. We previously yeah. talked about in our other alignment, realignment episode that the Big Ten's next deal um, was projected to be much or, or a good bit richer than the SEC's, uh, what they had just signed with ESPN. Um, I think that probably won't be true now. You know, I think that with Texas and Oklahoma added, the SEC's deal will be worth more, uh, marginally more, not a ton more than the, but the yeah. Big Ten will get annually. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess, 
if I'm like t- Oklahoma seems like they were never going to join the Big Ten it seems like the Big Ten doesn't want Oklahoma and vice it's versa the, it's the AAU it, accreditation yeah so yeah. if you're not familiar with this it's the Association of American Universities which is just a an academic organization that basically uh grants a certain level of prestige to the top research institutions in the in the country. Yeah. Um, and it's actually North America, I believe, because University of Toronto is in it too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, oh Oklahoma, right. Oklahoma is not an AU member. They're not very good academically. Uh, they're worse than Nebraska, which is the worst member in the Big Ten. Um, but Texas is, and it was pretty widely speculated the Big Ten would try to add Texas, and uh, Oklahoma can end up in the SEC. I guess if you're Texas... Why are you going to the SEC? Like you're going to get your fucking teeth kicked in every season. Now you're already bad in the Big Twelve. You're losing like three. <laughs> they've lost three conference games a year. I think every year for seven straight. If my if my memory is no, correct, I can I can check that. But I mean, it certainly sounds right. Yeah, I think it's 2013 on. They've lost at least three conference games every season. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, but you know, a, a school like that, like you're, you think it's going to be better in the SEC? Like like you're you're probably going to be in the West or whatever with LSU and Texas A and M and Oklahoma. And you're, you're ass kicked three times in your own division. Yeah. And then you got to play someone from the East too, whether it's Bama, Florida, yeah. Georgia, whoever. And and I guess that the the theory, um, yeah, the last time that they they had fewer than three conference losses was 2013. They went seven and two. They also went eight and five on the season. Great, great work, guys. <laughs> and then Mac Brown left. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they're just not gonna be winning anything in the SEC. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, uh, see the the only thing there, and I, I've seen this, and I think that this is optimistic, certainly for Texas, but. Um, the idea that it will help recruiting because you're no longer recruiting in the Big 12. Yeah, they're which, not losing because of recruiting, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have talent and maybe that, you know, and it, I, I do like the theory that they brought in Sark specifically because they knew that they were going to do this. Right. right. Like, I think he makes more sense as an SEC coach than he does as a Big 12 one. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is, you know, they could at least start to, they would, they would be on level playing ground with like Ohio State or LSU or Alabama or these other schools that like to come into Texas in that they can say, hey, we're in a good conference. Um, I just don't know, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that was, like you said, I don't think that's the issue. Yeah, I mean, last year they ranked fifth in the 24-7 team talent composite. They yeah. were seventh in 2019. Um, you know, I doubt they've ever been outside the top 10 in the history of that, you know, that, yeah. that, that ranking. Um, yeah, they'll recruit marginally better, I guess, but like, I don't know. You still got to win the games, which is their issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, does uh, this... As opposed to like jumping to the Big Ten West, where I think you would immediately be the second best team in the division most years. Like even yeah. current Texas is better than everyone besides Nebraska. Or I'm sorry, better than, oh God, better than everyone That's besides right. Wisconsin That's most right. years in the Big Ten West. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that it is, it really is just sort of the, uh, the prestige of, um, <coughs> I think it is just the prestige of the uh, of the conference. You know, it's that you get to play in the SEC. It's that you right, get to, right. you don't have to be in the Big Ten West. You can yeah, be yeah, in the yeah. SEC because it is certainly less attractive to be in the Big Ten at all, but especially in the Big Ten West. Right. Um, and I think that that I is, mean, yeah. Right, but it's because of what the Big Ten West is now, right? The argument yeah, is sure. if, you, if you're winning your division every year and playing in a conference title, is it less attractive? Like, if you're in a play-in game for the playoff every season, is that better for recruiting than being in the SEC as opposed to being like a, an eight and four team in the SEC every year? I don't know. I mean, is the winner of the non-Clemson ACC division very happy? I don't know. North Carolina has been. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, like I, uh, I guess like once every eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm, that's what I'm saying though. Is like if you look at like look at how fast a program like North Carolina just hired a, a coach that could recruit and do things semi correctly. 
and how fast they got to relevancy, and that's what it's like in the Big Ten, basically. I don't West. think that North Carolina is significantly more relevant than Texas is, though. Right? Like, I, I don't. I, I, I'm using a bad example. I, here. I, 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 I just, I don't know if that can get you that much higher when you are already Texas. It's not like sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. not. Yeah, but it's not about relevancy or prestige. That's what I'm saying. Their trouble isn't recruiting. Their trouble. Yeah. Though, I think what their boosters sure. want is to not be relevant in terms of like branding or recruiting, but to actually fucking win football games. Yeah. And like, for some reason they think more money will do that, which is definitely not their problem yeah maybe the comparison for moving to the west for like a north carolina would be oklahoma state um but sure. I, I get where you're i get where you're coming from i just don't know uh, you still have to win games in the big 10 west and yeah. like we've seen sure talented but not well coached teams lose in the big 10 west before have um, we seen any teams that talented like anything close to that talented? Not, i don't not think close so. to that talented but we've seen plenty of nebraska teams get hype entering the season and then do nothing i guess man. Uh, but like, i i think that it was still i mean they they wouldn't they wouldn't lose on that level but i i think that nine and three in the big 10 west is still not really getting your you know getting to where you want to be that's that's with a yeah. loss to wisconsin and then one in the East and then maybe a non-conference game. That doesn't seem impossible. I, I am just checking real quick because I was curious when we talked about this. Uh, the Texas had 53 blue chip players in the roster last year. Yeah. The most any Big Ten West team had was Nebraska with 22. <laughs> so, I mean, they had it, it is It is like you would think, but also you would think that they could, they would only lose one conference game in the Big 12 every year. You would think that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, is the Big 12 significantly better than the Big Ten West? No, it's certainly not. I mean, th- yeah, that's the thing. You're right. Yeah. It's certainly, but I think it is a little more talented, maybe parts of it. Like you had to play Oklahoma every year, which you, there, there ain't no Oklahoma on the Big no. Ten West, certainly. Uh, and I, I, know, I think that the result against Oklahoma is the same as it would be against Wisconsin. Fair though. enough. Fair enough. Uh, maybe you lose by five, you know, seven instead of ten. That's an improvement. Yeah, <laughs> uh, baby steps. Now Oklahoma going to the, the SEC. And by the way, we, we haven't figured out what the SEC will look like with this new realignment, like what the divisions yeah. or pods or I, like lack of divisions will be. I'm fine with the pods. I have the ones that I've seen are fine to me. Yeah, the I, SEC network proposed their own pods. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that's fine. If you're doing the nine game season, which I would assume you kind of have to when you have 16 teams in your conference, yeah. it is the SEC. So maybe it just won't. Right. Um, because unfortunately, playing nine games, if you're not required to, is a sucker thing to do. You are you are a rube. Um, uh, I disagree with you here. No, I mean, I, yeah, you, 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 you are disagreeing advantaging yourself but like we should just have standardized schedules. yeah absolutely morally yeah. you should play non games yeah and also but, like it's just fucking lame that I, I think currently with the SEC schedule with 14 teams in the conference and yeah. 8 games in a season um there's some of your non-divisional opponents will come to your stadium once every eight years. Yeah, I think it was that like um, I can't remember who it was specifically. It was like Texas A&M and in Georgia have played at each other's home stadiums like once since, since 2011. Yeah, 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 since Texas A&M joined and things like that. And the, the pods certainly fixed that. I don't know if pods are a perfect system by any means, but yeah, um, I do like having three protected rivals that you play and then you get to sort of see everybody else in the conference because it's what that you would see you would have home and homes with every team in the conference every four years right is that right. is that how it is like within a four year span you will have gone to and hosted every team yeah. in the conference I think. yeah yeah um, um that's fine i like that you could also just do that with a nine game schedule and no divisions sure yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh maybe they do that but i do think they were sort of inching towards pods being a, a common vernacular thing that they install just because it's something that placates people online yeah I guess. I don't know. It's hard for me to... Well, this is something we'll have to figure out and like once the move's actually made and we'll see what the fallout is. And, mm-hmm. and hey, like we talked about, the SEC might not be done expanding. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, what's it worth for them to go pay to get Clemson? 
Or what's it worth for them to go pay to get Miami or yeah. Florida State? Or- I, I have enjoyed. I, I, I liked everybody reacting to and then since writing their own articles citing the fucking barstool moron oh my god <laughs> unreal <laughs> this guy this guy saying that Ohio State and Michigan and Clemson and yeah he said was, you know Michigan and Ohio State are in serious talks the yeah. SEC shut the fuck this, up this, guys I'll tell you this right now as someone who covers Ohio State on a daily basis no they aren't <laughs> no they're not <laughs> no they're not yeah Ohio State will sooner go independent like, yeah uh, let's also include this with like the um, Kansas has reached out to yeah. multiple conferences, like multiple power. Good luck, like yeah. have fun. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, or like Oklahoma State is aggressively pursuing fine. Duh, I okay, would assume. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. cool. I I'm also hope. asking for yeah. forty million dollars yeah. a year from Big Ten. I'm not getting it. I would, I would hope that they're doing that. <laughs> it seems like that's sort of the only thing to be doing right now. Yeah, but yeah, the SEC is not going to add Ohio State or, or Michigan. No, I think the SEC is almost certainly done for this part of the cycle right yeah. I, I, I like i don't see anything else happening this year for yeah. them maybe five years from now as we get closer to the expiration of this you know 20 year acc deal or whatever <laughs> uh they start looking to buy out clemson or yeah because um, yeah i don't think that clemson is quite in the place that oklahoma and texas are with the the sense of being old money being established money right, right. i don't think clemson wants to throw away that much money like it, what the 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 way to get out in the big 12 is 70 million right to break the contract yeah. if they wanted to leave Cle- early clemson is perfectly happy winning the acc yeah. every year yeah, and, and just I, having like every t-shirt fan in the country yeah, like them and i don't think that it wants to spend 70 million to stop doing that right uh, it might join the sec at some point but there's no real reason to yeah. right now there, granted there's also not a great reason for either of the teams that are yeah, actually Oklahoma doing it shouldn't do be it. doing this like even yeah. if texas did leave to go join the SEC, Oklahoma could just easily just rule the Big 12, and yeah. they could demand, like, triple revenue shares of the Big yeah. 12. Hey, we, say, we just yes. talked about Clemson. Here's, uh, yeah, here's yeah. Clemson of the, you know, the Great Plains. <laughs> right, right. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of, um, there were reports from, I'm uh, sorry, Dennis Dodd of CBS reported that the Big 12 conference administrators discussed offering additional revenue shares to get Oklahoma and Texas to leave. Uh, this being reported the day after Oklahoma and Texas declined to join the call yeah. amongst all the, univer- the, the uh, universities yeah. in the conference, yeah. which is pretty funny. Just like publicly leak a story that you're about to leave. And then when everyone tries to get you back, like, no, we're not going to talk. Yeah, they're just ghosting their conference. It's pretty the, funny. The, the Big 12 is is, uh, is asking to renew its vowels after, yeah. vowels after it discovered Oklahoma and Texas yeah. in bed with another conference. The, the Big 12 just went on a weekend trip to Vegas with its friends and just didn't text its girlfriend for the entire time it was there. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Um, some other just news and notes on the Big 12 perspective, which I think we kind of shift to now that we're done with the SEC. Yeah. Um, Bruce Feldman and Sam Kahn of The Athletic reported that uh, the eight remaining school, the projected eight remaining schools in the Big 12 have reached out to the Pac-12 about a potential 20-school merger. Um, <laughs> with was, one good team between them. Yeah. <laughs> um, they said, quote, such a move seems to be more favorable uh, alternative for the Big 12 and bringing in new members, which might involve raiding the American Athletic Conference to lift its membership back in double digits. Yeah. Quote, Bringing in a Cincinnati and UCF doesn't bring any eyeballs, the AD said. Which I, I disagree with, but... Because um, uh, I, I think it sounds like that AD is still sort of operating under the idea that television markets are a thing that exists. I don't think it's television markets. I think the viewership numbers are not really as durable for those schools. I think that is an actual problem. Well, if they're in the Big 12, then they will be. Why? Is, what's, it doesn't matter what the Big 12 is. Now, the Big 12 is nothing that Oklahoma well, and Texas. Th- sure, I'm just, I think that if you there's someone who will take that space. My assumption is essentially people watch TCU games. Right. Here's the, yeah, here's the thing though. So 
the AAC makes about 1.7 million per school per year yeah. uh, under the current TV deal, uh, which runs through 2030. So the buyout for that is what, like 63 million dollars, give or take, or I don't know, some shit like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let me do the math real quick. I, uh, oh. I'm sorry, it's seven million dollars. It's 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 63 million dollars. Uh, okay. They have to buy out for the current TV rights. Sure. And you would make. Um, seventy million dollars in two years in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So you would like net three mil over the co- a course of a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, I don't know. Like at that point in time, the Big Twelve is going to get blown up anyway. And you're going to renegotiate the rights. So like, what are you really gaining by jumping? Yeah. Which is why also, and we'll get into this in a little bit here at the end of the pod. I think there are reports that the AAC is going to try to raid the Big Twelve. Yeah. Uh, which, which I think makes more sense. <laughs> I think it makes sense if some of these other schools go to other conferences, yeah. which is possible. Like, I think the Pac... Uh, there's a lot of moving parts here, man. It's very, it, like... It's hard to imagine the AAC absorbing the Pac-12 in full, but it oh, is, it is not, not yeah. hard to imagine the AAC nabbing... The three like, Texas schools and Oklahoma yeah. State. Or even, like, the Kansases, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Something of, of that of that sort. Um, it seems like, like Iowa State is better positioned than a lot of the other teams in the conference, which is interesting that right. I, that might just also be that they have an active ad who has a good agent um but yeah i i think like there's no chance iowa state would ever join someone like the big 10 just never going to happen like yeah. there, there's no way that would ever be allowed but I, I mean like could they like if the acc decides to add west virginia could they try to grab iowa state instead of cincinnati as like the 16th school yeah to have? or or could iowa state in whatever its next venture is try to nab iowa Right, right. And, and bring it with it. I can't imagine. I, it it yeah. seems like Iowa probably wouldn't agree to that. Yeah, but I, I think do think Iowa that Iowa laugh. will be will be at the table saying that it would want Iowa State in the conference. Um, oh, I think it's the exact opposite. Of really? That. Oh, there's no chance. Yeah. Why would Iowa ever want to give Iowa State a recruiting and monetary advantage they don't have? Uh, they're, like they're looking at either. Okay, we can let our chief rival, Aaron State rival, who has a really good coach right now, we can. Yeah. Like well, cut they, have, their, they have him for one more for year. one year, yeah. yeah but <laughs> we, we can cut their annual revenue in half, uh, or we can give them triple the money they currently have, yeah, and uh, help them out. And I think they'll say no. Yeah, and uh, see, it, I don't imagine that the other. Thir- you're right. The other thirteen, I don't think have a ton of reason to. Either. Yeah, there's just nothing to gain from Iowa State. It's I, not I, like you're trying to, you know, like like uh, the other, you know, like like if the other SEC teams were trying to weaken Texas A&M by bringing Texas in, it's right. not like you're trying to make Iowa worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No one, yeah. yeah just, you know, Ryan Day is calling out Kevin Warren. We've got to stop Iowa. Right. Uh, look, on the same, we talk about this on our other podcast, which I hope you guys have all listened to, but on the same note, like the only driver for all of these decisions for, for most conferences right now is football eyeballs. Yeah. Like, not TV markets, not, like, anything like that, not alumni bases, eyeballs on games. Yeah. And the Big Ten of all these conferences also has, like, a fetish for uh, having AAU membership for all of the schools. Yeah. Every single member of the conference, right. except Nebraska, has AAU membership. And Nebraska yeah. was an AAU member when it was admitted to be yeah. joined. And then, right. on, on a technicality, it was taken away because of the uh, hospital being off camp. Some shit like that. Yeah, which I can explain real quick why that is, how that is, why the Big Ten is so obsessed with that. Yeah, except the CIC? Um, Are we into the CIC? <laughs> no, no, it is. It, I, I, I'm not even, not even that in-depth. Just if you're wondering why the Big Ten cares so much about the AAU and about research, uh, research makes more money than football does. That's it. Like, like five a, times as much money. Yeah, like a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a lot more money. Right. And yeah. and so to explain that briefly, uh, the Big Ten is obviously an athletic conference, but it yeah. also has something called, it's the BTAA, the Big Ten Academic Alliance, which is also a part of the CIC. There's some overlap there. Yeah. Um, 
basically these schools all get massive research grants because they're all land-grant universities and state flagships, mm-hmm. shit like that, and they pull together their resources, their professors, their researchers to work together on large projects, Yeah, um, which helps all of them get additional funding. Yeah. So other conferences like Cameron Academic Prestige, like my, uh, if the ACC, for example, has turned down West Virginia in the past for lack of academic prestige. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten would do the same. Yes, right, exactly. And the Pac-12 has... A little less stringent standards by note of you know Arizona State being the conference, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but they care about this shit as well, and like the California schools really really much care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as do like the the Washington and Oregon are both very good research schools, right? Yeah. Right. Oregon's actually not as good. As you, I, I thought that too. I was looking it, up it their is, research it, it numbers. Is a, it is a good. It's, Dude, a, it's a good science school. I don't know if it's, it's a good science it's, school. Yeah. They only get like only like two hundred million a year in academic research Shameful. grants, and. Uh, <laughs> Like no one in the Big Ten is south of five hundred million. Uh, oh. It's like a it's a, I don't know why those that are, is. And those just, are rookie numbers. Yeah, those are you can pump those <laughs> up. <yeah. laughs> um, but it has been sharply increasing over time. And uh. anyway, it's a different different topic for a different day. But it's also sickening to me that I spend like my my like free time on a Thursday yeah. night reading about you know Oregon research grants. Stanford explaining to Oregon that it's got to jack off twice a day if it wants to get its numbers up. <laughs> Doing uh, the chest thumping thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If I knew the uh, if I knew the Stanford fight song, that would be a great bit. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be good. Uh, <laughs> just imagine, just close your eyes, pause your podcast player for a couple seconds. The band is jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so um, yeah, the Big Twelve basically. Here's here's my thing. I, I think like I see why they would try to add schools from the AAC. But they already previously turned down uh, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, all these other schools because they're like, well, we're not going to make much more money off it. Yeah. Um, I think with Texas and Oklahoma gone, all those schools would be about in the middle of the pack for what uh, the current Big 12 would be. Like, they, they wouldn't be like, like you know, they're not going to be leaders or anything like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're right about with the rest of the group. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it makes an impact to add them or not. You could do it. But yeah. you don't really need to. I, I, the only thing you would be able to sell is like more content, basically. Yeah, and, uh, that, and that you don't have eight teams in your league, which right. is unheard of. Yeah, right? but w- what they're also incentive here is they have to kind of keep the the Big Twelve needs to stay together. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the reasons for the um, AAC schools to join them is it's been reported they will remain part of the Autonomy Five, uh, which means they can make decisions separate of the NCAA. It's like yeah. the Power Five schools are. Yeah, so. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's like rulemaking and stuff like that. And so, if, I, and also, if you win the conference, which should be very easy, given that there's no good teams in it now, um, you're you, guaranteed a playoff yeah, spot. You get a playoff spot. Yeah, uh, which is also valuable, right? Especially right. because Cincinnati and, and UCF would instantly be like two of the best teams in this league. But that all could change like very quickly if yeah. like Baylor and TCU jump to the Big Twelve or yeah. the Pac-12. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, which I would if I were them. Yeah, I mean, if I can seems, get in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems to be. If you have the choice between staying in kind of the zombie Big Twelve, which would be <clears throat> almost like a like a halfway house between the G five and the P five, <laughs> yeah. right? Where it's like, well, they're not. I mean, it's not like the Sun Belt in in terms of talent level, but it's also not. I mean, it's it's lower than the Pac twelve, right? right? Like it would it would easily be lower than the Pac twelve, yeah, on the packing order. And at that point, I don't know. I mean, especially with that that you know the TV rights deal coming back up in twenty twenty five, it's not going to be much. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's going to get relative. a lot. They, they were already yeah. so they were making about thirty six million a year per school. Um, 
with, with Texas and Oklahoma, yeah. which is more than the ACC will make on their new deal still, which is pretty funny. But I, I got to imagine they'll be a little bit lower than that. Like They'll probably make ACC money, is my guess. I would think it would be substantially lower than that. I think Texas and Oklahoma are the primary reason that they have that deal. We talked about this a little bit, but they still, even without them, they do have these big land-grant schools that still have a lot more viewers. Like The ACC schools are a lot of like niche, low-enrollment schools yeah. that just don't have big alumni populations, big fan bases. Like yeah. They're in urban areas. Like, even if an Oklahoma State sucks or if like a Kansas State sucks, they're enrolling fucking 40,000. You know, there's like 40,000 yeah. undergrads on campus. There's just a lot of people that go there, yeah. which just helps. Um, which would also make sense with some of the AAC teams because there are some AAC schools that have just a ton of people. Like, yeah. like UCF. UCF, yeah, which has like 100,000 people. Or BYU. People BYU is who you bring yeah. in in that case. Yeah. On the other hand, like a Houston or an SMU or Cincinnati is a relatively boutique school that kind of yeah. fits the footprint of the ACC better. Yeah. Um, not that they would join there. I'm not saying yeah. that. But, uh, yeah. Um, this kind of brings us to the Pac-12 as well, which we got to talk about because I mean the Pac-12 obviously has some incentive to make a move yeah. here. So, so real quick first, oh, if, sorry, go if ahead. we're because we we came into this as as sort of faux commissioners, if we're if we're running the Big Twelve here, what's the move? What do you do, man? Um, if I'm Bob Bowlesby, I'm doing what he's already allegedly going to be doing, which is offering Texas and Oklahoma each a double <laughs> revenue share to stay if we yeah. have we have to, yeah, um, and cutting the rest of the pay for those schools, which. Is like everything everyone in the Big Twelve already hates, yep. but uh, they should understand that yeah, they yeah, have sorry. to do that to save money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a kind of the deal. Yeah. Um, and at that point, even if I get them to stay, I'm probably going to call up UCF and BYU to join the conference. Okay, so you'd go UCF and BYU. Yeah, okay. I think at that point because you have to have a little protection in case you get rated again. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I would probably. I, I, obviously, you have to offer that to Oklahoma and Texas. You'd you be crazy to. not to. But yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that we. Can, it's gone. It's yeah, we done. can we can cut our losses here. Um, I think UCF and BYU both make sense from a fanboy from a fan base perspective. Uh, geogra- from a femboy perspective, yeah, from a femboy perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, obviously, geographically, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But West Virginia is in the conference, so it doesn't for really now. matter. Yeah, for now. Um, yeah, maybe you nab Cincinnati to replace West Virginia. Um, yeah, you have to have one far-flung school for no reason. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's just, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and then I would probably, if we're assuming that that gets them to 10, because Texas and, and Oklahoma are gone, um, I would legitimately look at Cincinnati. I think it's a good program. I think that, yeah. that having another, I think there's value in having a P5 team in Ohio. Um, right. Because it's sort of a market that's not, I mean, Kentucky's doing okay. <laughs> but if you're adding Cincinnati, why don't you just go get Houston and SMU and Boise uh, State I'm, I'm get, too? I'm okay, getting okay, to yeah, it. Yeah. I'm getting to it. I think that you also add one of those those Texas schools. Right. I don't know if you add Boise just because there's not, it's, it is a, it's another one of those kind of niche things, right? Like they're really good, but I don't know if that's quite what you're looking for. I think I heard I read this somewhere. I wish I had credit someone who said it. it might have been like just like a Reddit comment or something. Sure, but someone basically said whatever the new Big Twelve looks like, or if this Big Twelve dies and most of it joins the Pac twelve, whatever yeah. the new AAC will look like, is just going to be like the end of the era Big East, or like kind of like yeah. mid two thousands Big East, where you had a bunch of really good football programs or good enough football programs that were compelling and interesting to watch yeah. but none of them were big enough to draw eyeballs and they were always going to be the weakest of the six conferences yeah. of the yeah. BCS conferences the late stage Big East where it was sort of the proto-American was like post-Miami very, yeah, yeah very yeah. strange just a strangely right which is basically the football I grew up on which explains yeah. a lot of things yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> um, I think that is like 
a fairly apt comparison. And that's not the yeah. worst thing in the world. Again, when you're, we, we have returned to an era where six conferences wind up ruling the day. Yeah. So you can have that. You can be the sixth guy. Yeah. Um, so then the, 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 the last, the last team, if you're adding in, in my world, UCF, um, Cincinnati and, and BYU, the last team to get to 12, do you go SMU or do you go Houston? Oh, I'm not going to. I'm going to 14. You I'm go just to 14. Yeah. Okay, so you add SMU and Houston. And I may and call then, up Memphis and yeah, Tulane too. Memphis or or Boise. Yeah. Um, or yeah, both. I, I think that I think that makes sense. Go to 15. And I really made sure to get just like yeah. the best. I made yeah. sure to get the best football G5 schools available yeah. across and, the country. And I'll say I don't think that this is going. I don't think the Big 12 has legs to stand on here. I, I think I, they're dead. Yeah, I'm kind of of the opinion that the Big 12 is going to reach out for this, and the American teams will be too smart for it because they will realize that yeah we could spend 63 million to get out of our deal so that we get you know 70 in two right. years but then this is gonna you know we're gonna have to re we have to re-up on that contract and it's going to be the exact same as the american is now right, right? Exactly. Like, like, i might as well just stay in the american which will get better because it will add a couple big 12 teams. yeah but the only argument for that is you just if you're an american school you can kind of shed dead weight you can kind of like sure. if you just jump to the big like if you you're the top what is it six teams you can just like Okay, well, Temple sucks, and uh, you know, like Tulane's kind of like. I, I was just thinking about this actually. I don't, I don't know if the American really has a ton of dead weight, like historically speaking. Temple has been good recently, um, but US, if I could remake the conference, sure, it probably wouldn't be in. Would there. you swap Tulsa for Oklahoma State any day of the week? Yeah, yes, sure. you have to do that. Yeah, would you swap? Um, you know, Temple for TCU any day of the week. You have yeah. to do that. So that's the thing. Is like, yeah, it does, it's not like a huge upgrade, but. It's marginally worth it. I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I I, just, I don't even know if they're if the Big Twelve as it is as it is structured in this eight format will even last long enough for them to do any I negotiation. Agree. I think that the teams will will jump ship before this happens. So, then that's the other question I want to ask you on this from the Big Twelve perspective. What do you do? Let's if you're Baylor's athletic director and once you get done covering up your latest sexual assault scandal, what do you do next after that? Um, I mean the the Pac twelve certainly makes sense, right? To to reach out there. Um, do they I, want you? No, that's the that's what's <laughs> but tough. I, I do think that you reach out at least. Yeah. Um. Honestly, the the proactive move, as silly as it sounds, might be to try and make the AAC as strong as you possibly can, right? To try and get together a block of fellow Big Twelve teams that you will take with you to the American, and then sort of hope that in the death of the Big Twelve. Um, you can convince the NCAA and the public at, at large, essentially, that this is a P5 conference. Right. I, I think there is an argument for that, that you take, first of all, if you're the Big 12, you got to realistically understand that you're probably losing West Virginia to the ACC. Yeah. Um, I'll explain the reason for that after this. Yeah. We'll, we should probably should have said that first, but my bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. Sure. We'll team together, go grab Houston, SMU, yeah, BYU. Yeah, maybe you do literally, you create your own conference with a block of the best AAC And you're teams. making, yeah, you're making a, a new conference with your eyes exclusively on what are the best football programs we yeah. can get around the country right now. Yeah. You might grab fucking Louisiana if yeah, you want and to. It's, like, and it's not even that you are trying to sell the Big 12 to them. It is, you, you are selling an entirely new thing. Yeah. It, and, it is, we are we are going to kill two conferences and from them make a new one. Right. And especially if you're those one of those first five schools you mentioned, the three P5 Texas schools or Oklahoma yeah. State or Iowa State, you finally have a chance to like call the shots in a conference you're in, which like TCU hasn't had since they were in the Mountain say, West. For about a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. But... Because I really don't see, I like, 
the Pac-12 should want to expand. Yeah. But they have a problem where most of their member schools hate these other schools that are available. Yeah. Like, they already said no to BYU because of cultural conflicts. Like, yeah. they're going to say no to BYU, yeah, and, and, but, but take TCU? There's no yeah. chance. Or take and, Baylor? And we will get to what I think the Pac-12 should do. I don't know if we have if we are in agreement on this, but it is a, it's a weird spot because, like, I don't think the Pac-12 really wants to reposition. <laughs> it, it seems like the Pac-12 is kind of fine. They're kind of happy just yeah. being the Pac-12. Yeah. But they may run into some other issues here, which... Yeah. Let's here. Here's what, I think what we have to do, discuss this. We talked about the Big Twelve and the SEC. Yeah. We have to talk about the Big Ten. Okay. I think the Big Ten is the player to watch here as yes. what will set things Which off is, next. And this is what is important for the Pac-12 is that no matter how much it doesn't want to be a member of the NCAA, it is in the NCAA and right. can be touched by another conference that's trying to match the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's completely correct. Um, I, I think that like. Basically, the Big Ten can't stand pat, right? Yeah. They, they cannot just sit here and do nothing. I mean, it could. It would just be a bad idea. <laughs> right, right. Like, you would basically permanently cement yourself. Like, the Big Ten and the SEC have, for the last decade of conference realignment, kept pace with each other. Yeah. They have made about the same money the whole time. Big Ten a little bit more, usually. SEC's a little, you know, has been better at football, of course, with more titles. But yeah. um, the money's the same, which is what most of these schools care about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... In order to do that, you have to be proactive here and work with somebody else. I don't think it's really possible to match the Oklahoma-Texas move unless you were to... It's not going to happen, but if you were to pull off the ultimate white whale and get Notre Dame, you maybe yeah. you match it. Yeah. But it's Notre not. Dame, that's not then, happening. It's not and happening. then a Pac-12 team that we will name in just a minute. Yeah, USC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which, again, Notre Dame is contractually obligated to join the ACC if it joins any conference in the yeah. next decade. So that's not Wait, happening. Which... It might. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't, ACC is going to have an uneven number of teams here pretty soon. That's true. Um, well, okay, one second on that. We'll get to that. We go, this is, like we said, there's a lot of moving parts here, guys. It's kind of hard to talk about in piecemeal because these all touch each other. But yeah. uh, um, the Big Ten is incentivized to go land some schools. And as we've talked about, it has to go get AAU members. Its conference will not... Its conference... You know, yeah. any expansions voted on by university presidents, not athletic directors. Yeah. So any school that, get, that joins... That gets jumped in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fight back. <laughs> um, has to be an AAU member. So I, I took some time to look at the available, uh, in my opinion, available conferences that have AAU members. Sicko behavior. I know. Here's the list here. <laughs> Arizona, uh, Buffalo. We can cross Buffalo off safely. Yeah. Um, Cal, which is interesting, but I think probably not the most desirable. Colorado, which there's some steam behind. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, I think we can safely cross off. There's really no interest there from the Big Ten. Like I said, Iowa not will a, block them. Not a great reason to do it. Doesn't bring in a ton of eyes. Not a recruiting territory. Yes. You're fine. Kansas, they're not going to bring them in, in yeah. my opinion. It's a flagship state school, but um, again, like Oregon, their numbers are actually pretty low on the uh, research dollars. Yeah. Um, and it's a basketball-only school. You're not going to bring yeah. in the worst Power 5 school for no reason. You already have one of those. Yes. You, ha- you already have Rock. You have two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe three. You might yeah. have... I mean, Illinois, Rutgers, and Maryland are all in the Kansas category. Yeah. Um, we don't need a fourth Kansas. Come yeah. On. What are we doing here? <laughs> um, Oregon is the next school on the list here, which is a prime, prime candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice is on this list, but obviously will not be getting added. Uh, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be really funny. If, <laughs> the, Big Ten mm. is, the Big Ten is getting the number two team in Texas. Rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stanford's on the list. I, I would put Stanford in the Cal category, where like, there are some reasons why you want to do it, and mm-hmm. for the academic prestige, would make you know everyone's dick hard in the Big Ten, but yeah. um, everything beyond, I don't know. It's... Stanford's a shitty football school. I'm sorry. It, it, it's got an outsized reputation for like five years because Oregon sucked. 
uh, at the time, and it's not that good. Oregon did not suck at the time. What they we had the Mar- it was the Mark Halford chair when David Shaw was winning. When Stanford was at its best was the early 2010s. Okay, they had Andrew Luck for a few years, which was helpful. And then those the, after that... Those were the five years that I was the, I was referring to. The reason to. it got sustained like reputation for success is... What was the, the last great Stanford year? Was it 2015? Because Oregon was still good in 2015. Not the time to do this. We'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. Um, goodness generous. Um, oh, USC was bad. That's why. USC was bad. Washington wasn't at the Chris Peterson peak okay. yet, and that uh, it was. And Jim Harbaugh is a good football coach. Those are the reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stanford, anyway. Uh, Texas is one of them. Obviously, Texas, yep. you can safely cross that off. That's over. Yep. Um, Tulane is not making the cut. That would be fun. Uh, UCLA, a very interesting option. Mm-hmm. USC, a very interesting option, and Utah and Washington, two yeah. very interesting options. Um, Ryan, I've got on my hands here nine that I think would be interesting. And it's it's funny. They're all in the Pac-12. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting, Patrick. Here is... <sighs> I'm starting to think the Pac-12 might be a point of... Uh... Yeah, a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Look, if you're the Big Ten and you are capable of pulling off some yeah. scenario here where you go land USC, first and foremost USC, the, you the, get... The Pac-12 is a gazelle with two big stakes strapped to either of its sides. Just watch it walking through the Sahara. It's like, yeah. oh, what's going on? Who's that? Most, who's most, that guy? That's a, that's a really big cat walking towards me. <laughs> well, no, I probably won't. I don't need to worry about it. Just laying down. Yeah, I mean, like, and especially like you know when their plan is like, yeah, we're gonna call up Apple and see if we get some money yeah. from those guys. It's like that's your like your realignment or expansion plan. Like we're gonna have Peter Thiel try to disappear every yeah. member of the Big Ten. Uh, the big the Pac twelve is the definition of bringing a knife to a gunfight right now. Like you just hired some UFC like co you know guy whatever. Yeah. What was that fucking freak? What did he do? He was the MGM Grand or something. Oh yeah, George yeah, Cl- yeah, yeah, yeah. Cough. Yeah, yeah George uh, Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. There. We, we do love his work, but <laughs> George Clooney. Uh, Admittedly, the Big Ten may be also not super well positioned to do this given. And its current, uh, you know, stature. Yeah, um, you mean Kevin Warren being the yeah, president? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who I don't, I don't have, I don't share the disdain for Kevin Warren that a lot of people do because I don't, I, I, I think he did what the university president told him to do. Um, in some sense, yes, but he also freaked in some other ways. I think he, uh, he, he did freak it in some other ways. I do also think that we talked about this a while ago. For the realignment stuff, you need a, you need a killer. You need Jim Delaney. And that's the know? good part is that. I don't think Kevin Warren's driving the bus here. No. Uh, Fox is driving the bus. I think Gene Smith and Fox are co-driving the bus. Yes. <laughs> uh, Fox has a massive financial investment in the Big Ten. Yeah. It and just saw its only rival in the space right now Yeah. make a massive upgrade. It stole two of its biggest properties mm-hmm. to go upgrade their biggest property. Like, and, oh, and I don't think that Fox really is positioned to do that right like they don't think that there's an espn or an abc team you know two of the same that you can that you can grab realistically right. yeah let's, but, let's just right now people they're not taking text santa like no, some fans want no yeah. but you can consolidate yes which both the pac-12 and the big 10 are fox properties um the big 12 is also a fox property but you know bye bye <laughs> yeah um which has led a lot of people myself included to the I don't know if, if I think it's realistic the idea of a sort of a unified Big Ten and Pac-12 conference. Oh, see, I wasn't going that far. I, okay, I, I was looking at something more like 
it's not quite the same. You're not going to have like, you know, um, relegation or anything like that, but almost yeah. like a Fox A League and a Fox B League <laughs> where you have like uh, the Big Ten picks up like, it goes to like 20 teams maybe and yeah. picks up like the six best Pac-12 teams, which I would say are, uh, for football reasons, I mean, you will you get USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and one of Arizona or Utah. Yeah, you probably Utah for football sake. Yeah, um, they're both comparable universities. I, mm. I just, it's interesting to say. I mean, like Arizona is a better recruiting territory for Utah, sure. Utah employs a football coach, though. Utah does employ a football yeah. coach. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a topic for a different day, I guess. And yeah. then you know maybe you have the remaining schools in the Pac-12 pair up with the remaining Big Twelve schools. Sure. Um, that sounds really appealing. <laughs> I mean, it's better than what else they would get, you know. I guess, yeah. You uh, could just you could just buy the Sun Belt at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. At that point, you would have twenty schools in the in the Fox A League, yeah. uh, the Big Ten or Big Twenty, whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> um, and uh, then they can go grab BYU and a school to be named later to get yeah. up to sixteen or something like that. Yeah, which is like uh, Fox would save money in that case because obviously the Big Ten deal would be massive and they would have that going for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they would also have coast-to-coast programming at all hours of the day. Yeah. Um, and they would be able to save money on the second-tier uh, <laughs> league with, mm-hmm. like, the shittier Big 12 and Pac-12 schools. Like, you know, cut a little cash. Also, very funny to imagine, like, Stanford and Oregon State as conference rivals. Pretty, <laughs> or, I'm sorry, uh, Oklahoma State as conference rivals. <laughs> just, like, those guys hanging out in the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Gundy shooting and killing David <laughs> Shaw with a crossbow. <laughs> Um, uh, Mike Gundy going to Berkeley during like a rally or something like that. I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on here, <laughs> dude? Any current Big Twelve coach going to Berkeley for a game is oh, very, yeah. very funny to imagine. Yeah, uh, Lance Leopold <laughs> talking about Antifa at the outside of the football game. We don't know anything about his belief. Listen, for all we know, he could be good. We have no way of knowing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, and also like. Uh, there's some questions about whether or not Fox wants to pay the Pac-12 at all. So, like, do they even care if, like, the Pac- if they, like, if they they have the Pac-12 for a couple more years? Yeah. If the Big Ten just raids those schools and the Fox is like, okay, well, we get like a really good twenty-team conference and yeah, you know, buy Stanford, have a good life. Yeah. Uh, good luck, good, go, good luck good with luck, Amazon. Guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys have fun. Um, I don't think that's a problem for them, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be, I think it would yield roughly the same thing. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's, it's just, it's the concentration of where those teams are. Right. I guess they do need some like content to fill out the schedule, which is sure. <laughs> a 20 team conference certainly yeah, provides it does help fill out the content. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you do nab one of those, those G fives that, that the that ESPN isn't especially interested in that, right. that it has, but doesn't really use. Right. Like yeah, yeah. there's no real reason that the Sunbelt shouldn't be on television at sure. this point. Like it, putting it on ESPN plus doesn't, make a ton of sense and so you might as well go grab that and then have that as your your fs1 games yeah yeah Um, there's something to do there there's definitely a play um i mean i would hope at least (laughs) yeah i mean also the big 10 could just do this smaller and try to scrap the two la schools and and that's a great upgrade for them yeah um i think that would be huge i think the two la schools would also be perfectly fine with that yeah i I don't imagine i think usc more so than ucla i don't think ucla really cares well it helps that mike bone and martin jarman both have heavy ties to the big 10 Mm -hmm. uh, which are their presidents i'm sorry the yeah the uh the athletic directors of usc and ucla respectively um who came from Cincinnati and Ohio State by way of Boston College, yeah. respectively. Yeah. So um, that's that's a good, uh, you know, 
Th- there are some pretty heavy Midwest ties there, and I don't think they would uh, hate to see them. Work yeah, there again. the the only the last thing that I have, and this is really more of a Big Ten thing than it's a Pac-12 thing. I think I don't think the Pac-12 is going to do anything. I think if you're the Pac-12 commissioner, then obviously you would like to do more, but I don't yeah. think they're going to. They're in a shitty spot where yeah. it's like. Do you move for the sake of making a move, like because you feel like you have to? Because yeah. like Theo is like just want to make a splash with the new, you yeah, know, you, new commissioner. You expand into Texas, right? But like from a financial standpoint, he doesn't have to do anything here. Like yeah. he's just a sitting duck. Is what the, the part that sucks for him is like if the Big Ten wants to come take your schools, they're going to. Like there's yeah. nothing you can do about it, really. The idea of the yes, absolutely. The idea though of the Pac-12 adding. TCU, Baylor, SMU, and Houston, and telling Texas Tech to fuck off—it's very, very <laughs> funny to me. I was just sort of imagining a world where Texas Tech fans are like <laughs> left out in the yeah. cold. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll go hang out with Rice. Yeah, I guess we can go to the Cusa. <laughs> <laughs> what would they do? I mean, ACC school, Texas Tech, Independent Texas Tech. That's just, pretty just, funny. The, the university has folded. Yeah, I mean, I have to go join the Mountain West. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Just inhale. Yeah. SMU just flipping them the bird. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long con. Yeah. I mean, we're being honest. Uh, like, Texas Tech, uh, I'm sorry, no other schools in that state need Texas Tech. Yeah. They're not going out there to recruit <laughs> yeah, West Texas. Who, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. TCU, Texas Tech desperately calling TCU after seeing the news. Like, are you guys, wait, did you guys know about this? Yeah. Sorry, man. Yes. It was just that, uh, you know. We're in a city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's that uh, Tyler I Am tweet. Like, just have a little sex, bro. She'll call you back. Don't She's worry about just it. just joining a little pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this, these, dude, I, I just feel uh, like this is going to suck. We're just going to have two mega conferences. Yeah. Being the SEC and, and the Big Ten. And, with uh, kind of a weird ACC that isn't dead, but isn't, like, good. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, clearly, like, you know, the ACC and whatever remnants of the Pac-12, Big 12, and AAC kind of joined together. And I'm sure it'll end up being two conferences somehow. Yeah. Uh, those three will just be the middle class of the, of college football. Yeah. And everyone else will be... So just be back to a... P, it's just, like, a big two, middle three, <laughs> and, like, small five. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, it's we're, we're running a, a, a five-two here. Essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's gonna uh, be bizarre. The only other thing with the Big Ten that I that I haven't hated the idea of, and it won't do this because it has to. It would have to buy these teams out, and mm-hmm. this is just. But paring down and then adding Pac-12 teams, so cut some of the goddamn fat. There's so much fat in this conference, right? Which is which is. I know you're about to talk about Maryland and Rutgers. And I'm about really- to talk about Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> uh, Minnesota isn't fatty compared to the bottom I, I, I have no but I, I, I tweeted out a couple of days ago the, the the idea of the Rose Conference uh-huh. where you just get rid of uh, you know where you talk about the the, the DSA uh, the, 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 yeah, the disability yeah. caucus um, <laughs> um, point of clarity point of clarity <laughs> um, no but the Rose Conference it would be in my in my estimation eight Big Ten teams eight Pac-12 teams um, and then you just get rid of all the other shit that you don't need so I, like, I had Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Um, okay. I, I guess you're missing Northwestern. Wait, did you Min- put Illinois in there? Yeah. Come on. I mean, I guess you don't have to. You can put yeah. Northwestern in there. I don't or care. Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Sure. Yeah. The only reason I did it is because they have been in the Big Ten forever. But yeah, that yeah. is not, I don't care. Right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, but then you take those eight and then from the, the Pac-12, I have to adjust it slightly because Arizona State's not getting in. But mm-hmm. um, Arizona, Cal... Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, USC, Utah, Washington. Yeah. Um, so it's a 16-team conference. 
and you do I just do nine Big Ten and seven Pac-12, right? And just kind sure. of Arizona State. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I don't care. Well, you, yeah. I, I think that Utah is is roughly as valuable as Minnesota. Um, oh no, I agree. But isn't Arizona State your eighth team? Or did no, I miss that? no, I cut them out. I put Utah in. Oh, instead. okay. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not much on counting. No, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, no, I had them in originally, but I replaced them with Utah because they it. don't have the AAU. Um, I think that would be fine. I, I think you play nine yeah. conference games. You have, you know. Um, the seven from your own side, and then do two across the uh, across sort of the league, and then you right. do, um, you know, the championship game is in the Rose Bowl. I think that'd be fine. I, I think that you would be just as competitive as the SEC. I really like that from a football perspective. I just think the Big Ten is probably so culturally committed to the schools they yeah. already have that I, I just can't. Which, goddamn, we we just can't reiterate enough how dumb it was they added Rutgers of Maryland. Yeah. Who, by the way, I I. I, I kind of cut you off that you start there no you're fine well the point that i was gonna make is they just got out of debt for, with all their big 10 money now <laughs> they both borrowed money from big 10 to pay off athletic department debts and they finally became cash neutral this past season um, <laughs> <laughs> so it will be it will be maybe, really funny to like get them out of debt they're yeah. just like okay like bye yeah see you guys well the anyway big Ten's a sugar yeah, daddy we, yeah, for maryland we, we got you guys back on your feet they took in two homeless programs and <laughs> Nurse them back to health. Bye bye. <laughs> shipping off these two fifty-five-year-old men that you found living oh on the street. Oh my god! All right. Well, you guys are yeah, you, you guys, big time's a halfway yeah, house. Yeah, for, I, you've paid off your student debts. Time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like we go. Sorry, we just don't have any more beds. <laughs> Rutgers and Maryland are a pretty woman. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay. Well. Um, but I think you could. In this 16-team conference, it's not quite as good as the SEC, just because it won't ever be, unless Michigan is really good again, Unless, like, population changes yeah, happen, unless, people start moving north. Yeah, yeah, or unless USC gets really good, which, right. what you just said, is certainly possible. Um, <laughs> you know, the the, big, the the days of the Big Ten uh, reigning supreme may not may be coming soon as, you know, Florida goes underwater and right, things like that's that. Right, I mean, honestly, if you're a Big Ten fan, you should be just driving <laughs> as large of a truck as you can every day. <laughs> if you, yeah, honestly, it's your responsibility uh, if you love the Buckeyes you have, you, <laughs> you, you, you have to be rolling goal <laughs> to make sure those like those, uh, dude, you know, those golf the, shores start coming the, underwater the culture's switching entirely where you've got the SEC yeah Richard Nixon is the new commissioner of the big time yeah, yeah the, the SEC has like a bunch of, of like environmentally neutral you know they're, they're like uh, you know Nick Saban's talking about the importance of having satellite dishes and yeah. you know it, it's like, Lane Kiffin's cutting his, yeah. his like six pack rings on yeah. you know so he's hurt the turtles yeah we've yeah. got to, yeah we all have to have uh, solar panels on our stadiums and everything yeah. and the big 10 is just a bunch of fucking hillbilly <laughs> <laughs> ryan day is driving around shirtless in like a semi truck i kind of like this idea <laughs> uh champagne county ryan day is our new uh, guy <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find one for every coach in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, Champaign County Ryan Day yeah. shows up to all of his press conferences, listening to a Rednecker by Hardy, which you're gonna put into the. I'm gonna I, have you. Put, I will not. Come on, put it in. <laughs> You'll laugh at it. Um, yeah, uh, Champaign County Ryan Day uh, oh. is drinking a 30 rack of Keystone Light during every game. <laughs> It just he finishes it by the fourth it quarter. It is mandatory that the team smokes on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Champaign County Ryan Day has a, uh, a full vape rig that's the size of his fist yeah. uh, that he's constantly puffing on. Ryan Day taking every press conference to complain entirely about Christina Johnson, the president of Ohio State. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, uh, Kevin Wilson, like, uh, showing up in overalls with, like, a corn cob between his teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a corn cob between his two teeth. Yeah. He's got like a 710 split in his mouth. Um, I just got the two molars. That's all I need. Uh, Kerry Combs in an upper decker dip where he has the full, he has the full house pack. Uh, oh my God. Larry Johnson showing up looking like Paul Wall. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, we just got Matt Barnes will have to practice playing Oyokomova by uh, Santana in a lowrider. We just we just got the order from the gov- from the government that we supposed to drive the big cars around, make it so talented players come up here. <laughs> Uncle Sam says it's supposed to be someone putting on a water down there. <laughs> Who in the Big Ten now, boy? <laughs> <laughs> this oh, God's country up here. Oh my God! <laughs> Ryan Day hunting down a, like a like a deer on the like just down Lane Avenue, just yeah. chasing it. <laughs> He's got the camo on. My grandpa taught me how to ice fish. His grandpa taught him how to ice fish. I'm gonna teach my boy how to ice fish too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Chris just wants to know why you can't say it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, you ain't never seen them gators up here in the Upper Peninsula like this, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. You've heard of the Beverly Hillbillies. You get, you get to know the Mackinac Island Hillbillies. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, okay. anyway, that's what you do as the Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as the Big Ten, you start driving oh. a large diesel truck, <laughs> and you add some Pac-12 schools and put the and put the South underwater. Yeah, you, you add USC and UCLA, two teams and schools that famously will be really in support of this idea. <laughs> um, yeah, and the SEC's counter move is Greg Sankey starts pushing uh, fracking in California to yeah. create more earthquakes. Yeah, and that's, that's what we call doing the Sankey Pank. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but, but in all seriousness, I guess my move as the Big Ten is uh, I am probably gonna I'm probably gonna try to add USC and UCLA first, and then kind of weigh the possibility of picking up Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and probably Utah. I think Utah makes sense. Yeah, more so than Arizona does. Probably. Yeah, that seems um, fine. Yeah, and then if I'm the remaining Pac-12 members, I probably just pair up with the. Good. I basically caught the two Kansas schools and get the other six Big Twelve school, yeah. schools. Yeah, I think the Kansas schools. I think Kansas less so than Kansas State because it has the basketball team. Right. I think the Kansas schools are fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, they are not in a good place. Kansas is about to become Gonzaga. We do love that. We yeah. love to think about that. That's yeah. that's fun to just Kansas and Gonzaga making their own basketball only conference. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah you, I'm in. You, you call up like Creighton and Butler, dude. Uh, dude, Kansas joining the Big East and just dropping football. Oh man, <laughs> it's a Catholic and, and school now. And that means now. that we get to once again speculate on where Lance Leopold gets get hired at. So oh, we're we're in the money. Let's go Ohio okay. State. Anyway, um, <laughs> ACC. You want to talk ACC? Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't think we said it, but uh, just to repeat this, uh, the reports about uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas talking to the Big Ten are fake and not true. Yeah, those are not real. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Come on, guys. <laughs> come on. Think about it for this, like for like five seconds. Uh, on the ACC, um, 
uh, G. Allen Taylor of the Athletic reported that West Virginia's preferred destination uh, in the case of the seemingly inevitable Big 12 demise yeah. uh, is to join the ACC and that the right. ACC has reciprocated interest. Yeah, I mean, this this seems pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know why either party wouldn't be Yeah, I mean, they've they blocked in the past for academic concerns. Uh, but it, it also, there's like a bunch of... Uh, Clemson's current president like used to work at West Virginia and Gordon Gee is now obviously at VU and has a close relationship with a lot of those uh, ACC schools. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talking earlier about guys that can play the game during real Gordon Gee is the game Good guy. lord. Yeah. That man can play the game. That man's yeah. like 85 years old and he can play yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. He's the fucking Six Flags dancing man and he'll still this game. <laughs> <laughs> He's solving conference realignment all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll figure it out. And, and also, just from the ACC's perspective, um, their contract with ESPN uh, triggers a, a, a renegotiation every time they add a new school. So huh. they have a, an incentive to add West Virginia, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, would they add another school to make it sixteen? They would probably try to, but here's the thing: ES, if they if they ask for more, the ESPN will raise it like to be the same as it is now per school if they add WU. Yeah. They're not going to get like a fatter deal by adding WU. No. That that does not move the needle. No, I do think there's a team they could add that would. Right, obviously <laughs> you have to be on your hands and fucking knees begging Notre Dame to just become a full member. Yeah, but why would they? No, they shouldn't. But they just pioneer this playoff system that's perfect for them and will yeah. likely give them multiple home playoff games. Well, they can't. Notre Dame can't have the the home playoff games, right? Yes, they. We talked about this. Yes, they can. They can. Yes, that's the great part. Notre Dame because it's. So seeds one through four in the twelve team playoff. They can't get playoff. a buy though. That's right. Correct. They can yeah. get okay. They yes, can't get yeah, a buy. Yeah. They do get the home playoff That's game. Right. Okay. In addition, they get to keep all the money every time they make the playoff. Yeah. They don't share it with the ACC at all. So is there also with this done to get us too far off off topic? But we I mentioned I alluded to this earlier. Do you think there's a chance that if the Big Ten stands pat, that a team like Ohio State joins Notre Dame in Independence? No, no. I don't see why they would. They're, yeah. they're already making a huge, like, they're yeah. going to make a massive paycheck. And, like, Notre Dame does not make, we talked about this, but their TV deal as an independent is not as good as it would be in a conference. Yeah. They, they always get other benefits, like keeping all their bowl money and keep, and, like, Ohio State's to be marginally better than Notre Dame's, but not that much bigger, I think. Um, and, you know, Notre Dame gets to keep all its bowl money, all its playoff money, stuff like that. But, uh, that seems really hard to do, especially if we're going to have these mega conferences and, uh, it's going to be impossible to schedule non-con games. Like you're going to be playing BYU every week, and it's just like, I don't know. There's, I think there's less and less appeal to be independent. Sure. If you aren't already. Yeah. Um, it's really tricky to say though. I mean, I, if I'm the highest, said I would not be going independent, basically. But um, no. But if the if the Big Ten st- just sits here and, and you know lets the SEC continue to expand, then you're uh, Oklahoma. Would you be? Yeah. Then you're Oklahoma. But would you be upset about that at all? If, if, SEC, if the SEC expands a second time after this and I don't yeah. do anything, I'm probably pissed off. But, like, it's not like USC is ever going to join the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, like the schools that you would add, like, if they go out and get Clemson and Florida State, at that point in time, you're just like, okay, we got to rate the Pac-12. That's our move. Yeah. Like, but for now, if you stay at 14, it's the, I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think they'll do it, but I don't think it's, like, a death knell or anything like that. Okay. I yeah. think they're fine, probably. Like, they're still rich enough to know that this is not going to take their schools. So until okay. that's a possibility, they're fine, in sure. my opinion. Um, what else? What else? Um, so the ACC, if you can't get oh right, right, right. Notre Dame, do you grab another team hmm. to pair with, so that you don't have fifteen teams? And who is that? Is it, is, it, so is it Cincinnati? I think what most people would say would be UCF. That's not going to happen because no. Florida and I'm sorry, Florida State and Miami will block UCF. What about Memphis? 
I think I'd probably rather have Cincinnati. I think it's a more natural pairing. I sure. Because kind of then you have the rivalry with West Virginia and, and you have with Pitt. And, and Louisville. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty that natural to have that. I think Memphis would also make sense just a little bit less. And also, you're sticking a finger in the Big Ten's eye by yeah. putting Cincinnati in a Power Five conference. Yeah, in, which, in, in Ohio State's eye specifically. Yes, definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and also, that would be, I mean, Luke Fickle as a Power Five coach is going to make. Uh, Tom Allen sweat. Uh, he uh, also wouldn't leave. Yes. <laughs> Cincinnati, yeah. Unless Ohio, unless Ohio State, State came open. Yeah, unless yeah. Ohio State opens, Or Notre Dame, not. probably. Uh, reported, allegedly. I think I've been told that. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. I, at, that, at that point, though, I mean, if you're winning the ACC or getting close to it, do you leave for Notre Dame? It's still Notre Dame. Yeah. I think I probably would. Uh, yeah. I wonder at what age he will no longer think that, because they do eventually kind of want to just settle down. It's hard to say. I mean, he's in his, what, late 40s right now? He's still pretty young. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I mean, Fickle's a... He's a beast. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the ACC West Virginia, then he's I think... 47. 47, yeah. I think they probably... Um, I think they probably just pick up Cincinnati if they can't get Notre Dame. But they, yeah, do they, sure. like... They probably begged Notre Dame for a full year before they offer Cincinnati yeah. because Cincinnati's not going anywhere. Yeah. And if they do, um, you can go pick up uh, anybody. I mean, there's you can pick up other people. Like, yeah. Someone will be available for you. You're yeah. not too worried about yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, fuck. Go get BYU. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. So yeah. this this leaves us now. I don't think that the ACC is really in a whole lot of danger here. I think that the moves here for the ACC are pretty obvious, and it can remain as a pretty solid number three. They're in long-term danger in the fact they're broke. Sure. Uh, compared to the other big schools. Yeah. But that just means what we talked about. There's going to be a big two, a middle three, and yeah. a little five. And the middle three still probably makes the playoff every year. Yeah, every year, right? So you're yeah. fine with that. You just know, like... But if you're Clemson... It, does, it doesn't seem to matter because Clemson's just doing fine, but you yeah. are at an economic disadvantage by not getting as much money, especially like what's getting talked about now where Ryan Day publicly said that uh, NIL should get spread around players and uh-huh. there have been reports that it's possible that um, a new SEC deal, with the, like if it once ECC expands, they could include something like a percentage of the TV rights go to players or something like that, which huh. is like a huge deal for NIL. That would be, uh, That's yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah. That, and, would, that would make sense. And presumably the Big Ten would do the same thing to keep pace. And yeah. like the, the ACC just could not afford to do that. Yeah. That becomes a real problem. And if Clemson goes to the SEC, I don't think that there's a move that, that the ACC has. I think that's it. I yeah, think, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah. game because then Florida State will follow and Miami yeah. might try to do the same. And, and then it really is a big two and everyone else at that yeah. point yeah 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 i mean i guess you could go nab some some aac teams and you know, try to beat Good the luck. big 12 to it you yeah know? um or beat the aac to it which we should talk about now as we as we close out here which we i don't think we have touched on yet what does the aac do here right because they are they are involved with this more than any of the other g5 conferences are like i don't think that the Sun Belt or the cuso or the mac or the mountain west are really positioned to do anything here other than like maybe the mountain west nabs somebody you know, maybe it grabs Kansas State. Yeah, I guess they maybe could. it gets Texas Tech. But I think they'd be happy to do that. But like, yeah. that's a worst case scenario for those schools. Obviously, oh, just, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. But if there's you know two schools left out, then maybe it's those two. But I, I don't think that those three really have much or those those four. They don't need to offer. Yeah, yeah. The Sun Belt isn't really involved here. You know, um, I do want to read a quick quote from uh, Nicole Auerbach in the Athletic. Yeah, um, she has this is what she wrote in her article about this. She said, "What has become apparent over the past forty eight hours that the AAC 
does not expect to sit back and wait for its best teams to field interest from elsewhere. The AAC plans to act as an aggressor. Multiple high-ranking sources with the conference tell The Athletic it will try to poach the Big 12's leftovers, perhaps as a group. Yeah. Um, since its inception in 2013, the AAC has had the same number of AP top 25 finishes, 16, as the Big 12 has gotten from schools not named Oklahoma or Texas. Bruh, bruh. Let's go! <laughs> Shots fired! <laughs> Drop the bomb. Um, <laughs> quote, the Big 12 appears to be weekend and in a state of panic because their two anchor schools are gone and cannot be replaced. Yeah, that'll, one, that'll happen. Yeah. One AC source on Friday night. Great quote. Uh, I do think we can be an aggressor. I feel like our league is pretty stable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think it's kind of immaterial whether the Big 12 raids the AAC or the AAC raids the Big 12. It's the same shit. It's going to yeah. be like the same combination of teams. Like. Yeah. You know, no one wants a uh, fucking Tulsa around, unfortunately. But uh, for Tulsa, you know, they're a good football yeah. school. But uh, they don't have a ton going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, why would you have Tulsa if you have Oklahoma State? Yeah, and why would you want both? Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Right? Like, yeah, I, I don't imagine the AAC is going to be in the business of trying to kick teams out of its conference. Right. Now. Right. So I do think that if the AAC is, is proactive and try, does try to just pluck away a group from the Big Twelve to position itself as it as a uh, you know a P5 conference in its own right. Um, I think that could work. I think if they can just get the... They have 10 teams currently, right? The AAC? 11. 11? Because they lost UConn. Oh, in that case, you add the four schools from Oklahoma and Texas, and which is Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, and you call it a day. Yeah. That and seems, that's a really good addition yeah, for that's, you. That sounds like a really good conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's an interesting question. Would you want Texas Tech or BYU? Um, I mean, I would want BYU because I think it's a capable college football program. Yeah. Would you want mm, Iowa State to BYU? Man, I don't know if BYU wants that, but um, probably, man, probably BYU, right? I think the potential is higher. Um, Cause like I it's was, interesting to think about. I was looking yesterday at the the college football reference page. This is purely obviously this is not all football based, but right. the college football reference page for Iowa State specifically. Um, I don't know if I have. I don't need the exact figures. It has like it's literally never been good before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until right now, right? Like like. Matt Campbell is is very boring and white bread, so I think that it's easy to overlook. But like nine and three is completely insane to do at Iowa State, and almost entirely not sustainable. I agree. Like beyond him, yeah. Um, and BYU every four years is really good, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you probably just from money perspective, you probably take Iowa State or Texas Tech. They're just bigger. Yeah. I mean, marginally. I mean, BYU has quite a few folks. It does. You probably want both is the answer. You want all yeah. of them. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you just tell like fucking Temple to take a hike or something. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, it's probably Tulsa. That it probably gets, is Tulsa. Yeah, which is too bad because Tulsa is a decent football program. Yeah. It's just. Uh, they could join the queue, so they'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, they wouldn't I, be all right. They no. would get their shit kicked in but, <laughs> like, as, monetarily. They but, would be yeah worse. But yeah. Um, or even do you if you're the if you're the AAC here and maybe the maybe the Texas trio or duo if we're not taking Texas Tech maybe they go to the Pac-12 instead um, yeah. do you do you then look towards the Sun Belt do you look to grab a Louisiana do you look to grab a an App State which both aren't big schools by any means but have really good football programs and you're trying to build a a winning football conference to then increase the profile of your teams. Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting question. And I think, obviously, like, if you're, 
you know, it's kind of like a beggar's camp situation, right? Like, you're the Big Ten. You can afford to pick your AAU members exclusively and care about academic reputation and this stuff. Sure. And, like, view it as an academic consortium in addition to athletics. If you're all these other conferences that are now scrambling, your number one and, and only goal has to be building the best possible football conference. That's all that matters for yeah. you. Um, so, in that case, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to... I just don't know if you can be proactive. They're saying they're going to try to be, but yeah. I don't think it will work because, like, they every other conference or the teams in these conferences know you don't have any leverage. They know you need teams more than they need. You know, yeah. like, you know, they're yeah. they're going to be fine. Like, if you have to Baylor find, waits a year, yeah. they're still going to have the offer from the AAC. You have to find something where it is it is mutually beneficial more yes. so than just like you need a conference, right? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, there is a compelling argument that. You know, just the best teams in the G five should just break off and form their own conference and try to become a power conference. But, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I am also I'm curious because I do think that the leverage that the AAC has is that it's not crumbling. Um, Baylor yeah. wouldn't really want to be in a Big Twelve that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, if if West Virginia leaves, that's it, right? And that's going to happen. Um, it seems that way. But if West Virginia is like being to, like if, if the if the Big Twelve can get the AAC or the AAC, like basically if the Big Twelve can convince. Houston, SMU, Memphis, Cincinnati, UCF, yeah. and a school we named later to join and get like a 14-team pretty good football conference, would WVU deal with like realigning again and jumping conferences again or would it just like ride it out and just be like, okay, that works? I don't know. It, it, it really, it, it's almost, it's hard because like you said, it's hard to be proactive because I think you're kind of waiting on the Big 12 to collapse before you can start to nab. Yeah. Because you're not a power player in this sense. Right. Um, but I, I do think that if the AAC, a dream scenario for the AAC, honestly, is you have, what, two teams in Texas that I think are positioned pretty well to improve with the Big 12 collapsing. Yeah. Like, SMU can start cheating again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not that hard. In fact, they better be. Yeah, they better be. Um, Houston can continue cheating, you know? Like, like yeah, this yeah. Is, it, it's, uh, and so I think you're already fairly well positioned. Maybe you just don't really look into Texas. You let them go to the Pac-12, and then you nab, you know, Iowa State. You have 11 right now, so you nab Iowa State, um, I'm blanking. Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. BYU gets you to 14, and then Louisiana App State goes 16. That's interesting. It's compelling. I, th- I think that's a very good conference. Yeah, because then you have a natural rival for tu- for Tulane. App State obviously is right in the in the region. You mm-hmm. know, you you maybe you even look at a Marshall to pair right. up with App State and then grab Kansas. I don't yeah, know, we can get the details later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you got BYU out out west, which is weird but it, yeah. you know it's not a huge issue you already have Wichita State in the conference for basketball so it's not terribly Forgot about that you know it's not terribly different yeah um, uh, by the way if our Big Ten Pac-12 raid we talked about gets pulled off then Arizona State's available that's a really good fit yeah, too yeah that would also make sense yeah you know, um, you know even <clears throat> like yeah I, I think that would totally make sense yeah you know? that'd be a really good fit that'd be yeah. like huge for you guys yeah right. and even you know just schematically speaking it makes yeah. sense um, yeah I, plus I, talk about a school that's been cheating <laughs> Herm Edwards versus Houston recruiting battle I am all in for that yeah but I, I think that that I think that would make a lot of sense I don't know if that's realistic but I, I do think that you can pitch to those I mean in this in this this example that I've just given you're only trying to grab two big 12 teams I yeah. don't think it's that hard to grab two big 12 teams I'll say this it will be pretty crazy if even though Texas and Oklahoma left, it's the Pac-12 that dies instead of the Big 12. <laughs> like, if the Big 12 re- turns us around and recovers by grabbing, like, Arizona State, Houston, SMU, Cincinnati, yeah. UCF, BYU, or something like that, you know, 
and uh, <laughs> the Pac-12 loses all of its other schools, yeah. like Washington State and Oregon State have to go to the Mountain West. Like, yeah. That's yeah, USC, very feasible. USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten. With yeah. like the four, you know, with yeah. like four other schools. That's like not crazy to think about at all. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know which is funnier, the Pac-12 dying from this, the Pac-12 getting sort of like the, uh, what is it, the, 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 is it the is it an SNL sketch or is it from a, a, a Lonely Island movie where they're all getting shot in slow motion? <laughs> oh, I what you're talking about, yeah. Um, and then the, the Pac-12 is just the one that gets shot first yeah. for some reason. Um, yeah, Pac-12 yeah, Pac-12 is G-Baby and Hardball catching a straight bullet here. Pac-12 is just minding its own business. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's funnier or if the conference that has all of the fans who have been making fun of the Pac-12 for six years dying is funnier. Because I do think that the Big 12 just, like, spending the last five years having Reddit-ass fans who are just like, oh, the Pac-12 is bad, and then yeah. the Big 12 just gets shot in the head. I do think that that is also very funny. Uh, the Big 12 is, uh, is it's the Joe Pesci scene in Goodfellas where he walks in thinking he's about to get made now, and they just like, bam! They just fucking pop him. That's what just happened, yeah, basically. It's the, it's the, pig, it's the, big, it's the, uh, the Pac-12 sitting there. It's yeah. Like, it was, it was you all along. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was saying our last real I'm podcast. I'm right now. I'm looking incorrect in the sense that I said the Pac-12 would die, not the Big Twelve. Yeah. Um, we I also think, didn't know this was gonna. You know. True, but I, I, I think I still got a shot to come around here like, accidentally and uh, <laughs> okay. come get a win. Okay. Um, you got the tip and the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it would be interesting to see those like six schools go to the Big Ten. Yeah. And then have like some kind of just weird mashup of the uh, remaining Pac-12 schools, the Big 12, the AAC, and like, you know, a few other good G5 schools, including yeah. BYU. Um, let's just see them all fucking get weird, man. Let's throw it in a blender and see what happens. Yeah. I want like Oregon State in a conference with App State somehow. I wanted that to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I do think that the, the Big 10 Pac-12 alliance of some sort is compelling both from a storylines and from a football perspective. I think yeah. it'd be cool. I would like to see it, right? Yeah, like, it'd be I, cool. I, and there's just I, a lot of good football yeah, games. Yeah, I think Ohio State, USC every other year would be fun. Yeah, hell. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Even something like, I mean, like an Oregon-Penn State game yeah. is going to be like the ninth best game in the conference, yeah, I, and that's a really good football and game. And I think you have a lot of matchups in that in that that makes sense, like like a, a, a permanent Michigan-UCLA rivalry would be right. really fun. Like, yeah. that, would be, that would be cool. Yeah. You know, Oregon and, and Penn State, like you said, Ohio State and USC, or, or you know, Washington and Penn State and then Oregon and Wisconsin whatever right. it is that's by the way Michigan's in hell if this happens <laughs> <laughs> no just, just no <laughs> they're just like looking around realize they just went from being like the third best program in the conference uh, to like the ninth best overnight somehow <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> not this guy <laughs> Michigan's gonna turn into Iowa State somehow by this move happening Jamar Bosch, he's delighted because he can start to recruit the Stanford area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all Finally. 16 guys in the Bay Area that slide with an FBS Dude, school pa- every year. Pa- pa- Palo Alto better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, actually, though, I mean, we're joking, obviously, about the Palo Alto part, but for the Big Ten, like, if the SEC just, like, basically locked up Texas as a state for mm-hmm. recruiting purposes, which, <clears throat> my God, what a coup. Yeah. Uh, 
that's obviously been a very beneficial area to Ohio State specifically lately. Yeah. Um, being like the Conference of California is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, there could finally be more than one good quarterback in the conference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> We'd love to think about that. Um, we love to think about a conference that has like four good quarterbacks. <laughs> which is only the Pac-12 currently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great that every conference has one good quarterback and that's it. Yeah, they're doing, they're going to, the, the plan is that they're going to do a revenue sharing program, except instead of sharing revenue, they're just sharing offensive linemen to the Pac-12 yeah. teams and quarterbacks to the Big Ten teams. Right, yeah, it'll work. They, need, they both need it. Uh, yeah, the Big Ten and Pac-12 have decided to play backyard football with an all-time QB, yeah. and they just like share like the eight best guys in the conference yeah. or whatever for every yeah. game. That's funny. They <laughs> got new rules. Yeah. yeah, they're putting out Spencer Rattler in like a non-contact jersey to be their quarterback somehow. Um, no, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a compelling idea for football. I mean, I would yeah. like to see. I think I might just after we end the podcast, just draw up some scenarios here or whatever with my like fake conferences. Dude, I, I like had a, I had a great time doing that. I would, yeah. I did that instead of working a couple yeah. days. Ago. <laughs> I was uh, I, like I said, I visited some friends in Chicago this weekend, and uh, I was uh, I was up pretty late on uh, on both nights, and I was like trying to fall asleep yeah. uh, on Friday, and you know. We usually, this is. I hate to admit this in public on a podcast, but sometimes when I just need like, to fall asleep, I'm just like uh, basically like writing up realignment scenarios or like just talking about like okay. you know just a little culture ball shit. I'm just writing notes sure. to myself, writing ideas for the podcast. Sure. It just puts me out, puts Dude, knocks me out right away. It's very funny because the thing that I will frequently do to go to sleep is I will put on an old college football broadcast <laughs> and then I'll turn my phone over so it's not like bright or anything. Yeah, but the the ambient sound is relaxing so to, my, to my diseased brain. God, we are fucking freaks. <laughs> um, but I was just doing this, and you know, I, I was just like looking at you know, like oh damn, what if we had you know. Uh, what if we had you know USC and UCLA teaming up with Baylor and TCU for the sickest conference in the, in the country? <laughs> uh, oh man! What is okay? So let's let's do our official predictions here. Okay, on how this breaks down. So we we can just go conference by conference here of the P five ACC. I think stands pat adds West Virginia and then maybe Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I think they add West Virginia and a team to be named later. I think I think it's probably Cincinnati as well. Yeah. Um, with the caveat that Cincinnati could just decide to be the leader of their own conference. Yeah. Um, they try, They. I really think they just add WVU and wait to figure out the rest. Okay. Yeah, and they beg Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. I mean, literally just adding one school, even if it gives you an unbalanced uh, yeah. uh, conference, lets you renegotiate your deal. Yeah, which... they show whatever the upgraded uh, TV rights deal is for the SEC to Notre Dame. Like, hey, yeah, <laughs> check, check this shit out. Do you want to make some cash? Yeah, do you uh, want some money? Yeah. <laughs> um, AAC. The AAC... My prediction is they are not going to be able to make a move. They are not going to be able to convince anybody to make a move um, for another year or so until we yeah. see more fallout from Big 12. Yeah, I think we'll be in the same place with them next season, and then we'll know a little bit more. Or about at least for the actually. next... Yeah, I think like until the end of this season, we will not know what the AAC is going to do. Yeah. Um, uh, with that caveat being that if we hear West Virginia making their move... Like, basically, if Oklahoma and Texas tomorrow or today, whenever this podcast gets released, yeah. do officially announce their intentions... And it is a confirmed that it's a done deal to the SEC, and it's not like still slightly up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Then Western Union might as well make their move to be proactive because yeah. last time they were not able to be, <laughs> and they need to do this time. Yeah, they they do not want to be in the situation where they are almost in the Big East like they were. Yeah, man, know. they are cursed, huh? They yeah. are just like bound to get like screwed by every realignment cycle. Yeah, um, uh, kind of funny. So I so I think the AAC um, will wait on Western Union to make their move, which Western Union will probably kill the Big Twelve. Yeah, in which case they will grab who they can from the Big 12, and if they can't get those schools, they'll try to grab App State and Louisiana, or yeah. 
BYU which, or Boise. Yeah, we or all four, which yeah. I think would also be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would just surely from a, a me perspective, I'd have a great time with that. Yeah, sure. I think I'm really going to enjoy watching everything outside of the top two conferences. I, I think it's just that those top two are going to be so miserable. Yeah, well, unfortunately for you, the top two is going to be 36 teams. So, yeah, and uh, they're also going to be the only 36 teams that have newspapers or outlets that cover them, which right. is uh, we do love it, folks. Yeah. Um. All right, Big Twelve. The Big 12 is dead. Yeah, I think it's gone. I, I, think, I, don't know, uh, I don't know if there's any path forward here. The only move they can make is even if WVU leaves, if they can at the same time basically convince the AAC schools they like and BYU possibly too, yeah. to be like, look, uh, we understand that you have your own conference and you probably want to poach us. Yeah. We have the benefit of being in the Autonomy 5. If yeah. you join us, you will get more power by doing even if you're going to lose money for a couple of years you'll have more influence in the sport yeah by joining us than you will by us joining you so why don't we just help ourselves all out yeah man i it, it just it it's seems, a practical pitch but it, it's, it's like, a practical pitch it just it seems to me like cincinnati or byu or anyone else would hear that pitch and say like well, no, we're just going to wait for you to die. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really need to play by your rules. We could be the big guys. Right. Uh, so you just, you know, come back to us in a year when you've died and then we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. nab you. Because um, I think that the AAC is, is um, Mike Oresco, to his credit, is good at this kind of thing. And I think mm. that the AAC is, is as the, the quote said from, from Nicole Auerbach, um, fairly unified as a conference. It's, yeah, they're which stable. Is, yeah, yeah, which is impressive. Um, big Ten. I think the Big Ten does pull off some rate of the Pac-12. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether the scale is just USC and UCLA, which I imagine those two are tied at the hip. By the way, yeah, um, I can't, I can't see it to be like USC and Oregon. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, so I think they'll try to take USC and UCLA, and then go and grab. They may grab the other schools. They may not. I think they're fine either way. If you just get two of those six teams we talked about, yeah, uh, you're in a good shape. Yep. Um, is there? Do you think there's any? Oh, we didn't talk about this yet. And it's kind of late to do this, but. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance that Stanford and Cal get brought along too because of like the academic prestige? I, I think it certainly could be. Po- I mean, those are two of the best Olympic programs in the country. And right. The Big Ten really likes that. Um, and obviously the academics are off the charts. Yeah, I think it's certainly, if they're going for six, then that would make sense. You know, Stanford, Cal, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA. Damn, that's just a huge conference. Yeah, I mean, it's big. Maybe you get rid of Rutgers in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's actually compelling is if you just cut Rutgers in Maryland and bring in all eight of those Pac-12 schools we talked about. Yeah. Uh, or was eight, it nine? Eight, eight of the nine. It's Arizona, so, Cal, USC, UCLA, Stanford, Utah, Colorado, Oregon, Washington. That's nine schools. Yeah. And then you cut one of the other Big Ten schools. I mean, hey, Nebraska? Uh, you keep Nebraska around. They're not AAU. They're not AAU, <laughs> but they do bring you a lot of cash. Sure. I Purdue. I don't care. Who Purdue gives is, a shit? You don't need yeah, By the way, I drove in. through West Lafayette this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Terrible town. Just right on through it? Just, uh, yeah. I stopped at the Culver's <laughs> on West Lafayette. Okay, to grab we one. love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Big Ten probably grabs some Pac-12 teams. I don't know what the amalgamation will be quite yet, but that seems realistic to, to expect to me. Um, what's, your, what's your prediction? That. I, I, think okay. that they, I think that they grab the Pac-12 teams. I think that it's... I, I would guess that it is closer to six than it is to two. I, I think it will be more than it is... No. Yeah, man, um, we're in the era of a 20-team conference. It's finally going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> Four five-team pods, if I had to guess, and yeah. you like play your pod every year and one other every year, too, and you just get nine-game nine, nine game con- and you Basically, every four years, you play the entire conference. But Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is left? Is it just the SEC? Yep. So I think SEC is 
probably they're done for now. Done, yeah. Unless Clemson is like really you know jumping to the bit here. Yeah, uh, and I just think know. like Clemson's. Yeah, we talked about the buyout's too big right now. Yeah, now Florida State might be interested because <laughs> yeah. Florida State is old money. Um, Miami might also be interested, but I think Miami is always interested in any kind of move Miami like this. Though, for the SEC, like say what you want, like it's actually a pretty good school academically, and yeah. it's very small and private, which yeah. just does not fit the bill of anything in the SEC. Like Vanderbilt kind of fits that, but Vanderbilt's yeah. a lot bigger than. Uh, than Miami is. Um, yeah, I think Miami won't be able... I think Miami would love to go to the SEC. I just don't think it will. Yeah. Um, but now, what if you get uh, What if you get Notre Dame, Miami, USC, UCLA in the same conference? That'd be fun. Oh, man. Make, yeah, make like your, your own sort of breakaway conference that yeah. has like Notre Dame, Miami, USC, UCLA, UNAB, Florida State somehow, Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. Penn State, I don't know. You're, Here's you're, what I think. We got to get all of the religious schools in one conference, <laughs> and we have to do, like, there has to be a name for all of the games. Like, you know, we have a, a Catholics versus Convicts, yeah. or we got to do, like, Polynesians versus Papists for BYU, <laughs> Notre Dame, uh, you know, just similar stuff like that. Dude, Liberty, Notre Dame, and BYU in the same conference would create so much bad blood immediately. Let's see how many of the other ones we can do. Okay, what's Liberty versus BYU is... um. Uh, Liberty versus BYU I is going to be... The, the Cucks versus the Cats? <laughs> Something along those lines? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I was thinking... I'm thinking... Uh, I don't know what denomination Liberty is. Isn't the Baptists it? versus the Brighams? Are they are they Baptists? I think so. Okay, I just I just know evangelical. I don't yeah. know their actual denomination. I think they're Baptists. That sounds right. I won't be looking this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boy, if we're wrong on that, that we're, we're really wrong. Um, uh, let me see. What is... It's a shame there's no Jewish schools. <laughs> just immediately thought Miami. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, um, everyone is going to be like all of the other schools in the ACC are going to be posting SOS Miami this season. <laughs> AOC encouraging it, regime change it, in Coral Gables. It is Baptist. It is. Okay, yeah. let's go. Uh, I apologize for the Miami joke. Oh, man. <laughs> The very old Miami. I don't think it's even mm-hmm. like that anymore. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a deli? Um, <laughs> right, uh, let's get out of here. Um, no, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that's all of them. Right? But really, what, uh, we do need uh, We need every religion to have a D1 football school. That's my new take. Okay. <laughs> we got to start recruiting. Uh, we got to get like a, a Greek Orthodox D1 school. Uh, we need <laughs> the, the, the the Jehovah's Witnesses, of course. Yeah, we need the Jehovah's Witnesses. Get those guys in there. We need the Amish D one school. Oh, dude! Uh, <laughs> Penn State's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? That's oh, all. of I course. Think... We, there's other religions, Patrick. Yeah, no, I think that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wrap that up fast. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So uh, I think in the next couple weeks here, we're going to we're going to finish off our previews next week with the SEC. Yeah. Correct. Um, no Oklahoma or Texas, just the standard one. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're going to do a top twenty-five of sorts. Correct. We are doing our preseason top twenty-five. Yep. I mean, Patrick have cast our ballots. Yeah. We're also going to, if he's available, get friend of the show Wyatt Crocher in here as well, mm-hmm. who I cheat on uh, Ryan with every week. That's right. Um, and then after Back that, the we're, theme again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of the theme of the show. Um, every, <laughs> every week. Yeah, yeah. Every week. It's weird. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then after that, we're getting pretty close to season stuff. 
Yeah, I think we are going to do a gambling episode with a couple of friends. We, we, yeah. we we're still locking that down. We're getting that figured out. But we're, we're planning to do a gambling episode at some mm-hmm. point, just kind and of some the, preseason win totals. Yeah, we also we have plans with those win totals to pick a couple as a podcast and track those throughout the season and actually yeah. put some money down on those. Yeah, we're getting Bill Simmons on the show to do preseason win totals with us, as he <laughs> loves to do. Uh, a truly sad day in America in uh, the 2005 win totals. <laughs> <laughs> um what else we have going on? Oh yeah, that'll pretty much be our last preseason episode because then yeah. after that it is. Uh, I mean, we're gonna have a we're gonna do something besides talking about Nebraska Illinois for an hour mm-hmm. uh, on the, for the first yeah, week speak, of the season. Speak for yourself. Yeah. What is? <laughs> let me just pull up the schedule for this uh, game real quick. The week, the week zero. Yeah, um, I got it. You're good. I, um, I've I've got the trusty LSU football dot net. I've got them. Let's go. Nebraska at Illinois, Hawaii at UCLA. Huge. Um, these are just of the FBS games. UConn at Fresno State. UTEP at New Mexico State. And Southern Utah at San Jose State. Five bangers of equal importance that we're all going <laughs> to love. That's right. There is also, of course, Eastern Illinois at, at Indiana State and Alcorn versus NC Central, but I don't imagine we have a ton wow. of interest in either of those. Those are on the 28th. Hmm. Man, we are... We're getting close. We are uh, almost exactly a month away from uh, from college football starting off for real. God. Are you re- is, are you ready? Do you feel prepared? Oh, dude, I'm absorbed. I, uh, I'll tell the story because I, I don't think she'll ever hear this, but I had a, I had a date with a girl recently, a first date with someone we were talking about. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, like our weekend plans during during the year, and uh, I was describing what I'd like to do during college football season, <laughs> which is basically, uh, you know, I will wake up at like nine usually. Yep. I'll go for a little workout. I'll come home, I'll put some food in the smoker, otherwise get some plans for food, mm-hmm. uh, pick up a case of beer from a local corner store, yep. and watch football from noon to about 1 a.m., 2 a.m., depending <laughs> on how, how good the games are. Yeah. And that's my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> if my friends beg me hard enough, I won't go watch at a bar or two, but usually yeah. I like to just... Uh, you like to marinate. I like it. to really marinate in that. Yeah. Co- I mean, we only get you know a few hundred of these weekends in my lifetime. You know, I gotta, I gotta really enjoy it. Um, you gotta live life like you're dying. That's right. Um, but uh, she, her response was, "So that's like uh, every weekend," <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. I gotta give uh, it to her. It's time to get her on the show. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not as ready for it because I actually have to you know work on Saturdays, Stop. and it's uh, I've gone and ruined it for myself, which I do with everything. But uh, just any sport, I. I I don't know if you know this about me any team that i root for i find a way out of it yeah <laughs> like i find a way to make it so that i don't have to root for them anymore that's great for you like the uh, i'm sure that i'll do it with the browns um i just i God always willing. i always manage to hedge against my own fandom until i just get rid of it entirely okay that seems healthy <laughs> Um, Listen, you don't experience the sadness that way. Yeah, we're going to do a weekly check-in on the New Albany Eagles. <laughs> That's right, yeah, uh, Eagles. Every week on the show, just That's to see a, how uh, invested Patrick can dude, get. They're, they're running a ton of wishbone. Oh, uh, yeah? yeah? They run Flexbone and Wishbone exclusively, and they have for 80 years. <laughs> Gateway Gators looking good this season. I'm hearing let's, some good things preseason. Is that... Uh, is that where Derek Davis is from? Am that's I, right. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, right. that's not my high school, but oh, uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, of the guys that we know there that we like, Derek did, Davis. Yeah. We got Dorian Bell. Got, okay. Uh, Buckeye legend. Uh, Pitt Brown. Of, okay. Of, of Ohio State. Yeah, two two guys. Who really were, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wasn't Dorian Bell a five star? And so was Corey Brown. Jesus, uh, they used to just give those out to anybody. Yeah, we had uh, <laughs> Justin King, who was also a five star. Went to Penn State. He okay. was an All Big Ten player. Okay. Um, played for the Colts for a while. Uh, we have Courtney Jackson, Syracuse currently. We've got uh, this kid at Miami of Ohio. Um, some kid just signed with Michigan a couple years ago. Um, a couple others out there. Yeah, I, there's, sure. there's a young kid now, so he's really good. What the hell's his name? 
Oh, Patrick Bodie is gonna be a power five kid out of there. Okay, all right. We get guys every year, man. It's fucking gateway. Oh, of course. I've got the legend and, and you know, friend of the show, Robert Hainsey. Yeah. Uh, who did ultimately did not graduate from Gateway, ended up going to IMG for the last couple of years, but uh is a gateway gator in spirit. Okay. Um, um yeah, we got Darren Lee. That's it. There you go. That's it. That's the only one. Cocaine cowboy Darren Lee. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I believe Robert Cash, who is on the uh the Ohio State tennis team. He's pretty good. Oh yeah. Um it's either him or Cannon Kingsley. I can't I can never remember. Two great um, names. Yeah. <laughs> Two good tennis names. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Ryan, um, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good.